As always, we here at Project Rise, we are not medical professionals. We will not be providing any medical advice. We are simply here to create a conversation and share our experiences with mental health and wellness. We will also be talking about sensitive and possibly triggering subject matter. Hey guys, it's episode 11 of the Project Rise podcast. Um, It is currently the long weekend, so hope you're all having a safe long weekend given the circumstances. I know it's looking a little different this year, but hopefully you're making the best of it. Uh, We're going to check in now with the guys. We have our third, or no, it's our fourth, our fourth part of um, looking at the mental... Yeah, the big finale with our extra special guest. That's not really a special guest, but you'll we'll get to that. Um, we're talking about the physical I'm, implications. I'm super excited for this guest. Honestly, it's I, I a know, long I, I was, time coming. It's a long time. Jesse's coming. been talking about this guy for a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he's a really good one, and I think we got to like probably get him on the podcast later, like yeah, as like a permanent go, kind of thing, kind of pull like a, a pull like a Vanessa Bank Harry, where it's like you're a guest and then <laughs> then you're a full time. <laughs> all right anyway let's uh let's check in with the guys because they're already interrupting me <laughs> nick hey how you doing uh, you know what at least jesse interrupted me once too and it wasn't just he me. Did. He did. <laughs> no it's been good guys it's been a good week um weather's finally getting nice and we can finally go outside and you know it's making me feel good i know they've kind of i think it was like stage one of the first things to open up with since isolation so it's nice did we that kind of yeah, yeah, I think last Thursday they announced that, like, well, for one, golf courses are open, which okay, I am so psyched about. I know about the golf courses, and yeah. I, oh, I guess I, I was, I think I heard someone saying that stage two is, like, gathering of ten people. Yeah, so I know that's next. They're changing it from five to ten people, and they're opening up, like, public parks, not to congregate, but, like, you can walk through hiking trails as long as you keep moving, Yeah, um, which is good, and at least you could be in groups and you could be in those, so... Nice to get out there. Even though, like, in everyone's Instagram stories, I see, like, a thousand people in Trinity Bellwoods. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so many people just, like, eh, like, you know what I get? Like, they're keeping their distance, but, like, is that allowed? Like, I don't know. Cherry Blossoms for the gram, I guess, take over. uh. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no. Cherry Cherry Blossoms are more important than public safety. Exactly. Yeah, no, oh, actually, sure. it's all for, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, no, but yeah, I, I was actually I was talking to uh, my little brother about this yesterday, and it's just when it doesn't affect you, like you have no like um, direct relationship to it. Because I know, like Nick, with like your grandfather, like you have like a direct impact on your family. But like mine, like I haven't really. There's no one around me that I know that has COVID or like what is in the hospital yeah. for COVID. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like this, like you know monster in the closet you know it's not actually there like it's just like in your head but it is there and it, it is it's real there. and it's just like it is. it's hard it's it's getting harder and harder to take it seriously um which is a bad thing yeah like i'm not i'm not saying that like i'm proud that it's it's becoming hard to take seriously but like like people are just like going out and doing things and like and just it doesn't seem like there is that like level of like urgency anymore it's almost like yeah. there's no fear anymore like people have kind of gotten over it they're not consumed with the news and and they're out they're with people like I know for us, like, we went to go say hi to my cousin um, for his birthday a couple days ago, and, like, whole family was there. It was great to see them again, and you just kind of, like, I think once people start breaking the ice of being out in public, then it's just going to snowball to more and more, and then I think the government's going to have less control over what they can do because, you know, with the nice weather around the corner and people want to be outside. They don't want to be in their house anymore, right? And then, but also, like, when people get together and they're, like, they're just, like, joining around and, you know, they're social distancing beers – what happens when you have a couple of beers? Your inhibitions ah, go out the window, and then like yeah. everyone's gonna start just like fuck it, like who? Oh. That's one <laughs> thing that I just as I said it that we're trying to clear up in this podcast is to clean up the language a little bit. Uh, <laughs> as I was the one ball. that brought it up, yeah, I said it and then I caught myself. So that's something that we are trying at Project Rise is to clean up the language just a little bit to make it most inclusive for as many people as possible. But you know, it's just when people are gathering together, it's just. You know, when you start drinking or when you start just getting like comfortable, like people just get close and that, you know, and you forget. And that's, I think, right? when we're going to see the spikes again. And I, I don't know if we're going to see another quarantine, like when, we're, when we see that spike again, you know. 
it's going to be interesting to see like if there's a wave two or what what they're saying or like oh there's a wave two coming but mm-hmm. who knows like who knows I, nobody knows what the hell's going on with this virus like we're everybody's learning day by day you know doctors nurses world health, world health organization so trying to do the best we can but again we don't know this is new to us to everybody so the good thing is you know at least we're starting to see a decline and and things are kind of getting a little bit better so that's why uh i don't know hopefully hopefully sooner than later but at least golf courses are open so i can get out i can swing the club and break my back tomorrow as long as it doesn't rain tomorrow i am there yeah i'm going this i'm going this week as well yeah sure we're on hold for like an hour trying to get a tea time but yeah we'll see uh (laughs) we'll see what happens but either way uh that's uh, for everyone listening yeah that's jesse the the third voice that uh that you're hearing there so vanessa i think uh we got an interesting interview what uh you you want to intro that i don't know yeah yeah so today (laughs) we're actually um we you know we've been looking for guests to bring on like some expert (laughs) opinions and we're like we don't need a guest we have an expert opinion right with us every single week so we're gonna be talking with jesse about um Uh the physical implications Uh, yeah, we, we might ask you to be a permanent guest after. So yeah, this is, this is your professional you trial, Jesse, to see how good you are. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to bring his, you know, personal training perspective um, to this conversation and sort of just talk about the impacts that, you know, COVID-19 is, and even just the, the idea of isolation, social distancing, what that has, uh, the effect that that has had on our bodies and how we could sort of cope with that. And so we have some... Um, Nick's uh, trying to be like a professional <laughs> interview guy. He's gonna have a talk show host, uh, yeah, be a talk yeah, show host one day. I already know it. So yeah. he's lined up some good questions. Hard Jesse did questions. his research, so it's it's gonna be a good one. I'm excited yeah, to I sit here and is, listen. I think this is a good segue from because Tony's interview last week was incredible. We got one really good perspective. So now, kind of keeping in the same context, um, we have Jesse, who yes, like we said, he's a personal trainer, and he'll give us some more background on that. But at least we can continue with. You know, the physical implications, we'll see um, what we're doing to our bodies, how to keep our bodies in shape and what to expect kind of moving forward. Just before we get into the interview, where are you, man? Your background's a little bit different. Uh, yeah, today. I'm uh, I'm up in Kingston at my uh, my family cottage. Nice. Um, got up here on Friday and just hanging out. Um, it was just me and my little brother up here. Uh, just hanging out, just change, change the scenery. Yeah, honestly, just, like, nice to get out of nature, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, went for a long bike ride yesterday just on the country road. Well, not long. It was a decent bike ride, but it was just nice to, again, change things up and, and kind of get out of that just like one stagnant spot, yep. um, yeah. which is nice. And it's always nice to come back up to Kingston. It's funny, like I uh, <clears throat> I never really had a, a, a hometown. Like I grew, I was born in Canada, uh, lived t- 10 years in the States. Um, eight years in Florida, then eight years in Mississauga, and then seven years in Kingston um, for school. So I never really had like a secure spot. And uh, growing up, like this college has been our family for 26 years now. Um, And it's just, we spent summers up here. We spent some winters up here. So Kingston's just like home for me. So it's nice to come back and and be back at the cottage. So yeah. Good, good. No, it's definitely nice to, to get out a bit, get out, get into nature, get out of the city, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but as we get into your interview and start interviewing new, give us a little bit of a background as to like your, what you do as a personal trainer, your interests, uh, how long you've been doing it for, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I um, went to school at Queens. Um, I took kinesiology there, exercise science, um, played football there as well. Um, and then obviously, you know, a lot of people know my story with episode two, had a concussion, dropped out of school a couple of times, but then finally went back and, and finished up my degree. Uh, but then after that, I, you know, I just like to kind of touch in on different areas of, uh, of fitness. Like I, I, uh, you know, I trained for football, so I trained as an athlete. Um, I did the whole powerlifting thing. So I, you know, trained for powerlifting for, for you know i always trained heavy but i actually did like powerlifting programs for like a year i did some um olympic training and last time i said olympic training vanessa was like oh you're in the olympics i mean you could have said yeah i would have believed you <laughs> like olympic lifting is is weightlifting so when you say when you say when someone says weightlifting it's actually talking about olympic lifting so like snatches uh hang uh cleans all that kind of stuff so like it's all just that like the, the, the type of lifting right like yeah the, yeah. Like, yeah okay got yeah. it 
Um, so, and then like, you know, did, I've, I never did really physique stuff, but then I just kind of, uh, did just more general health stuff. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Just like general health. Like I don't lift heavy anymore. It's just, you know, my body's pretty broken with football. So I've kind of touched on a lot of areas and I love doing my research when it comes to all that stuff. And I have, you know, a, a, the science background of, you know, a BSC in, in Ken. Uh, so I just love the kind of the science behind exercise and, and it's a big passion of mine and started at, um, SWAT health Toronto, uh, one year ago in August. Um, so I've been doing the personal training thing since then, but I was, you know, I've been doing training for my whole life or like for a long time. So that's kind of my background when it comes to with that stuff. And, and also the, the big one that kind of, uh, I've gotten an understanding of is um, physical activity and concussion rehab. Um, so like concussion return play protocol, return learn protocol, whatever. Um, and really testing it out, um, which I really would like to get into at some point about like, you know, how I was able to use this last concussion that I had as almost like field work for myself. Yeah. So like I was able to That's use myself as a, as a guinea pig. Um, to test things on because I, I would never do the things that I did to myself to somebody else as like a trainer like Nick I wouldn't do that like <laughs> when I was uh, a week out of my concussion I I pushed myself as hard as I could I got my heart rate up to like I think it was like um, 205 Jesus. which is high yeah which is really high like, yeah. like I don't know if I've ever gotten there <laughs> so like when Maybe I'm like when I'm actually. when I'm doing like my my hit stuff I'll, like the max I've ever gotten to when I'm like just working out is like 175 180 so like 200 205 210 with a yeah. concussion like you're really getting your, yeah. your blood flow on yeah. uh, but then and I had like the worst hangover effect afterwards but then my recovery was exponentially better after that and I was able to do so much more faster so like I would work hard get my heart rate up, do all the hit, hit stuff, feel like shit the next day. But then like the amount, the, the length of how long I felt like shit crap after. Crap afterwards, like really like significantly decreased and, uh, and my recovery went by so fast and I just kept it up and, and, uh, and blood flow is actually one of the things that we talk about, um, yeah. one of the questions I know that you had, Nick. Yeah, so let's, um, before we get into that, I mean, because you, there's obviously different forms of training. Like some people prefer cardio, bike rides, you know, Pilates, yoga. So, I mean, obviously me being at SWAT and getting to know you, Cole, Sam, all the boys there, like you guys train, but you guys train hard, like heavy weights. You're doing big full body movements and everything like that. You know, not having the accessibility to gyms now, how have you noticed from your training from before to now has changed? Has it been better for you? Uh, do you miss kind of having like the, the heavy weights? Because right now, I mean, at your house, you're limited to what you can do, right? It's a lot more yeah. free weight, body weight. How have you noticed your training style has changed uh, with isolation? Um, well, it's lucky for me because uh, before my concussion, I was really big into the powerlifting. So I was trying to get my bench squat and deadlift as high as I could. Well, not my bench because my shoulders, I got a really bad shoulder. So I wasn't able to do bench. So it was just squat and deadlift. <laughs> then I had my concussion. I wasn't able to do that anymore for a while. Then I took it on as like, a, okay, like I'm going to change things up. I need to like make a, a difference in my life of focusing more on my body health and, and, and whatnot. So then now I use a whole lot less weight, like a fraction of the weight and just focus more on like hypertrophy, metabolic training. So hypertrophy training is, you know, building the actual muscle. Um, and then when you do strength and metabolic training, you're not actually building any muscle. You're just, um, so when your strength is doing strength training, you then strengthen the muscle that you build. When you're doing metabolic training, you you are training that muscle on a on a cellular level and the efficiency of that muscle. So you're not building any muscle um, in either of those capacities. You're only building muscle on a, on hypertrophy. Now that's a very blank statement. There's a lot of gray area, you know, different rep ranges and and whatever. But yeah, it, like it's changed a lot in just what I can do, and and I've had to utilize um, body weight stuff um, and just household stuff that I that I have around but you know you you really got to get creative when you just do do body weight stuff but there you know it's there's a lot of different types of variations that you can add in into a workout and just understanding and uh um having that awareness of the different variations that you can have and training a muscle in a different way and also something called time under tension 
you can change the tempo of a workout. Um, yeah. So you can change how long your muscle is being stressed for. Um, there's also, you know, isometric, tra isometric training, which is a great um, training style for um, quarantine because isometric training doesn't build strength. It uh, doesn't really build muscle, but it maintains. It's a great maintenance tool. So I used to make the training is where you just hold um, a movement, whether that's, you know, you go into a push-up and you're just holding at the bottom rep range of the push-up, or you're holding in a, uh, like a wall sit, or you're doing like a, a bent over row with a towel and you're pulling as hard as you can for, you know, like, you know, 10 seconds. It's just stuff like that just that helps maintain strength. Um, so it's just, it, you got to get creative with, uh, yeah. with your workouts um, and just to kind of, keep a routine and and not get bored because um you know that's something that i've i've, I've found i've been finding difficult with the project rise live workouts is because it's always body weight and trying to keep people interested and trying to keep people engaged is creating variations and 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 creating different movements now you know you go on instagram and you see a lot of these variations when i talk about variations it's not like these stupid instagram like accounts that like workouts? have no and it's, it's not like and like you know when when someone says oh like booty counts like it's like these girls you know i know tons of girls that have so much knowledge about working out but then it's also the guys on instagram you know it's basically like if you have you know your pt your personal training which is unfortunately it's super easy to get um and there's really no regulation on it and you are fit and jacked all of a sudden you're you're an instagram uh uh influencer yeah. and you can say whatever you want people are like there's so much stupid stuff on instagram don't go on instagram and get <laughs> like 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 now i say that and i i post stuff on instagram but you, you <laughs> but no you no to, look at our stuff because ours is real just, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that but like it's it's you have to understand movements you have to understand the body and like you know these people that just give the, the workouts and no explanation that's why like the workouts that i post on on uh on our page like i try to get an explanation of why you're doing those movements why these movements are important mm -hmm. you know you know different techniques and whatnot and you're not just like like w one of the ones like um uh are you guys familiar with the glue bridge yeah vanessa Okay, so I can, picture, a, a, I can picture it. A glute bridge is where you're 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 lying you're on like, your back, feet up, and then you put your hips in the air. Okay, yeah, yeah, I love those. So there's something called a um, a frog glute bridge. So where you put your feet flat together and your knees are out like this, and you put your your hips in the air. Okay. You that it's stupid. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't work because when you put your your legs into um, uh, external rotation, it limits your hips ability to go into, um, full extension. So you're not actually getting yeah. full engagement in your hips. So when people say, Oh, this is a great, uh, uh, booty exercise. Well, it's not because you're not getting full extension out of, out of your hips and you're not engaging. So it's just, it's understanding and, and developing an understanding of like, you know, go on to like a, a strength conditioning uh, journal and get some workouts through that. And just like reading and, the abstracts and, and getting to understand that. This is what I try to tell people all the time. Like, oh, I signed up for a personal trainer. I signed up for this. It's like, okay, well, where did you sign up for a personal trainer? Because yeah. without ever mentioning names, you know, I, I've had a bunch of different trainers in the past. Mention them. Hang no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't like a personal trainer isn't somebody who goes on bodybuilding.com, picks up the next workout, <laughs> and makes all of their employees, uh, all their pay, uh, whatever I don't really call them. Fine. customers pay uh clients do them because one works for some person doesn't work for the next it's not foolproof whereas somebody like you and people at swat and people who are at these like very you know unique clinics they get to know the body they get to know what works they get to know what causes pain what doesn't cause pain and it's like you get the raw almost scientific facts of hey this is better than that and this this works for you but might yeah. not work for them or this is how you and especially for me with my injuries my whiplash my concussion you've shown me hey do your deadlift but make sure your head is in this position you know do this but make sure your neck is so you're not straining this part of your body and it's a world of difference and it, like we said yeah like you said like you know all these instagram workouts yes some might work some might work for an individual but like they're not foolproof and they're not going to work for everybody but one yeah. big thing I think we're noticing in isolation, obviously, is the laziness, you know, lack of activity, lack of movement, lack of blood flow, lack of everything, you know. And I don't want to ever dive into something that's very medical and scientific based, even though I know you have a lot of knowledge on this. So if there's ever anything that you think is, you know, very medical, you, I don't want you to have to. But give your opinion. Yeah. But I mean, I guess yeah. you don't have to dive too much into it. So laziness being the biggest one. 
And with yeah. laziness comes a variety of different symptoms as far as, you know, the blood flow, the muscles, muscle weakening, that kind of thing. You know, what, what can we notice in our bodies from laziness, kind of how that's going to affect our workout, how that's going to affect, you know, just our day-to-day feelings as, uh, cause I know me, if I'm lying down all day, I get up, my legs are like jello. Yeah. Um, you know, how can we avoid the laziness throughout quarantine with the limited access we have? So I'm going to replace laziness with the word, uh, another word, uh, like sedentary lifestyle. So sedentary lifestyle just means like, uh, that sounds uh, way better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like sitting, not being as active, not moving around, decreasing your step count, um, you know, not getting in your, uh, like the standard, um, exercise total minutes per week is I think it's like 150 minutes. Um, well, it is 150 minutes. I know that for a fact. <laughs> Anyways, so there's a lot of different effects that a sedentary lifestyle can have on your body. And now people automatically um, go to, well, I'm going to lose it all. Like the, 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 the primary thought is of muscle mass and muscle function, um, which shouldn't be the primary thought. Uh, but I'll explain that. Um, and then I'll go into what should be the primary thought of why sedentary lifestyle is bad. So in, in, when you're sedentary and you're not working out and people are thinking, well, I'm going to lose all my muscle mass. Yes, you do lose your muscle mass um, over a period of time. Uh, but have you heard of muscle memory? Yeah. Um, so now there's no actual it's not actually like muscle memory is a, a, not the, the greatest terminology for it, but it's there's. Um, there's a, 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 a cell in our, our muscles called a, a myonuclei. And what a myonuclei is responsible for is responsible for protein synthesis. So when we are uh, building muscle in hypertrophy, we build up the muscle and then we increase the amount of, so like say, say this is a muscle fiber, okay? I, this is actually just a, a <laughs> speaker that I had right that actually works perfect. So say that there's a bunch of different like little nods nodules on this okay those are our, our myo uh, nuclei that it, um, help with protein synthesis so we you know increase the amount of myonuclei within the muscle then we go to a, 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 an area or a, a time of sedentary uh, behavior this muscle size shrinks so now this becomes no, we're gonna that. we're gonna post this video well, because this is good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a good video. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Okay. <laughs> this is my eleventh episode here. Anyway, so you have a I am gonna try to explain this with my words better. So you have a, a like a, a muscle size, and the muscle size grows, and as the muscle size grows, the so does the myonuclei within the muscle cell. When you go into a sedentary lifestyle, the muscle volume size decreases. But the amount of muscle nuclei stays the same. There's actually a lot of research that shows that, like the the number of muscle, uh, the myo sorry myonuclei remains can remain for years. It's not a matter of weeks; it's years. Um, so then, when you go and work out, that protein synthesis grows. So you might get smaller muscles. You might get you know muscle atrophy, which is just a decrease in muscle size. It's so much easier if you had a previous. Uh, prior training background to get back to where you were. Now there is going to be a time that it's going to take to get back to where you were, but it's a whole lot easier than people think. Like it, people think that, oh, I'm going to lose my gains or whatever. I'm going to lose my strength, my muscle. Yeah, that's a thing, but you still have those muscle nuclei that remain there. That's going to help you get back faster where you need to be. So that's just kind of when people think that I'm going to lose my muscle mass uh, and and all my gains, quote unquote gains, as soon as I you know sit down. Um, now, what should be thought of this instead is the health um, complications that can arise from a sedentary lifestyle. So you go from being active to sedentary lifestyle, increase your amount of sitting time, decrease your standing time, decreasing your step count. Then there's um, risk for, you know, um, you know, cardiovascular disease, uh, morbidity, uh, mor- morbidity diseases, you know, um, uh, obesity, uh, Di- uh, diabetic reasons, a whole lot of health implications that people don't think about. You know, when people think about working out, they just think about, you know, looking good, getting shredded for 2021 now, um, yeah. rather than thinking, okay, this is a serious health issue of being sedentary for so long and not even just, you know, just getting your 150 uh, minutes a week. It's we're now sitting so much and decreasing our step count because like, you know, when I was working at, at SWAT, I was getting like like I was walking, I think, You're walking 12, all day. 12 to 15 kilometers a day. 
on top of my workouts yeah. and going from that to now sitting all the time. Um, so that's, I think, the more important fact of the the risk of a sedentary lifestyle is all those um, health complications that can arise because of that. Not just, yeah, the muscle loss and whatever. That can be uh, be gained again. It's the serious health issues that can arise from a sedentary lifestyle or just sitting around all the time. Now, the good news is, is and this is now now I want to talk from the perspective of someone that might have been sedentary for their whole lifestyle or for their whole life. And this quarantine is just another day in their life. <laughs> going from a sedentary lifestyle to mild or light to moderate physical activity. So going for a light walk 30 minutes a day. OK, or it, not even that, just 150 minutes a week. So what, five days a week going for a 30, 30 minute walk. You are decreasing your health risk for cardiovascular disease, morbidity, um, obesity, all that, um, heart disease. You are decreasing, like it's like drops significantly. Like not like like I, I don't want to put out numbers there, but it's like um, I took a course with uh, uh, Dr. Bob Ross in university, and he was a one of the leading experts in ep- epidemiology, and also his name was. Bob Ross. <laughs> I, was, I was literally going to make it. Yeah. But like he was so passionate about this and I developed such a passion for this area of um, healthy lifestyle. And that's kind of where I go and train people is just trying to get them to understand. And, and you know, with with the older generation is just go for a walk. Like it's going to decrease your your health risk so much. And then on top of that, it just increases blood flow. Um, and blood flow is going to help everything when it comes to, you know, joint health, mu- muscle health, mental health physical health. So just getting out there, going for a walk is going to be so beneficial for you in the long term and helping you through through COVID. But it's an opportunity to, for people to understand the issues of a sedentary lifestyle. Like this is really putting a magnifying glass on society and saying, hey, this is this is not good. Like this sedentary lifestyle is not good. So if this is what your life was like before, you need to start yeah. making some changes, yeah. you know, even though like mm-hmm. you may not and life is not may uh, life has may not have changed for you. Going into quarantine, well, something needs to change. Uh, but like, there's just there's a lot of issues that come with a, a sedentary lifestyle, or you know, being in quarantine and and not being physically active. Yeah. And the, what people think of immediately is, oh, I'm gonna lose my gains. Well, no, okay, that's fine, but it should be the other health risks that are going on. You know what I firstly, you know what I absolutely love about this interview is the fact that I don't even need to ask you questions. You're kind of asking them yourself and just taking it away. So and I can literally listen to you talk this. We should just make this all about you. Like just you talk. I love it. No, honestly, because I'm literally looking at my list of questions. I'm like, all right, he answered that. He answered that. Yes. But the thing is you've brought up so many good points and trying to just justify one thing that I wanted to bring up was, um, you know, we're, because I don't, it's tough to give because it would be more of like a medical perspective, but we both are coming off concussions and we're both suffered from lack of blood and oxygen flow to the brain because yeah. tra- trauma of concussions, that kind of thing. And I've noticed within myself is being in this laziness or sedentary lifestyle, that's kind of gotten worse because, you know, the lack of activity is there. So people suffering from injuries are having an even harder time with this right now. Like we might be or like anybody else with any other injuries what and I, I've kind of read books and, and done some research that you know they're saying go for that 30 minute walk in the morning, get the blood flow up. So what's kind of a without the perspective, let's say people don't have a gym at home, they don't have really any access to anything. Back to bare, bare basics, a schedule people should abide by, whether that's get up every hour and move. From a personal trainer's perspective, minus, you know, yes, the, the gains will probably go or that kind of thing. What should we be doing? in our daily schedule to just kind of get us through the time being right now? Um, first off, do the project, uh, project rise live work. <laughs> but like, it's just doing something physically active every day and it's setting a schedule. And we we've talked about this with Tony. We've talked about this with our coping mechanisms when it comes to COVID, but when it comes to physical activity, setting a schedule, a realistic schedule and not overwhelming um, yourself with trying to incorporate too much into your schedule. You're not being like, okay, in the morning, I'm going to go for a run. Um, then in the you know afternoon, I'm going to go for, or I'm going to do my, my weight training. And then in the evening, I'm going to do some yoga. Just like, you know, start off small and then build from there. Mm-hmm. Just like any, any new habit that you're trying to bring on, you know, it takes, I think the thing is like, it takes 
30 days to build a good habit. It takes 48 hours to, to break a yeah. good habit. Um, and so it's, it's being realistic and not dropping off and being consistent. Consistency is the biggest thing, uh, within this. Uh, but when it comes to, again, when it comes down to it, what we're trying to get out of physical activity now is everyone's just thinking of it from a, I need to maintain my gains like that. It just comes back. It always comes back to that of why people want to work out. It's not, Okay, I need to work out because I need to increase the blood flow to my brain. I need to increase the amount of nutrients that are going to my brain. The protein is going to my brain. Uh, the you know the oxygen is going to my brain. It just you know it makes you feel better. Working out for the endorphins to to make you feel better. You know, decrease the amount of stress that's in your life. Decrease the amount of cortisol that's in your body. Which you know, and when you're not working out and there's more stress, there's more cortisol, and there's you know more stress on top of that. Then that leads to bad sleep, and then that bad sleep leads to a, a little energy and and little motivation to get that workout. It's just this vicious cycle that, if there was just one magical answer, it'd be so easy. Oh, but wait, there is one magical answer. It's just going for a walk every day. Yeah, you know, it's 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 as simple as that. <laughs> like it's it's just, you know, it's it's get up in the morning before you before you go to work, you know, if you're working at nine, get up at, at seven 30, like just like set your alarm and just really commit to it and going for, for five, five walks a week for 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's not that much. Put on your, your, your headphones, go for a walk. Um, and just, listen you know, to the project enjoy Rise the time. podcast on your walk. Listen to the project <laughs> rise podcast. Um, but it's, it's li- like walking is the most underrated mental health and physical health, um, improver. Like just go for a, a brisk walk, get your heart rate up, and it's going to do so many wonders for you. And then sticking to a schedule, like you know, I, I joke around with Project uh, Rise workout, but it's something that it's it's a schedule. It's there, it's it's waiting for you. It's live, so you can you can get into it. But it's also going to be posted on our page for 24 hours that you can get afterwards. We do a a lower day, an upper day, and then a full body day. And then usually they're all about getting your heart rate up, not just movement. But we we want to. You know, it's it's being realistic about our goals when you're training certain people. Like Nick, when I train when I train you, you have specific goals that I that I tailor the workout towards. You know, yeah. for you, it's it's getting uh, that that muscle uh, mass back up, building your your core strength to to help with your back problems. Um, but you know, with my Project Rise workouts, the goals that I have are increasing blood flow increasing your heart rate to get that blood flow to increase the amount of nutrients to the brain to help get you know uh, the blood flowing throughout the in- entire body um, which is increases your your brain health your heart health your cardiovascular health you know your lung capacity all of that um, and that's kind of where my goals are with with that stuff and my class workouts because you can't tailor it to one person right no, absolutely not. Um, and it's just you know again it's just sticking to a schedule and being realistic with that schedule See, and, and everything that you're saying throughout all of this, like this just goes to show how passionate you are about this, how much knowledge you have. And this is what I was saying, the difference between certain trainers, because if I were to ask this to a different person, they might not go into as much depth as you. So guys, if you ever want more information or literally just want to pick Jesse's brain, like I could sit here and talk to him all day. We can have a three hour podcast of just listening to Jesse talk about this because it's so fascinating to me. So like we said, if you want to ask him any more questions, get any expertise, feel free to reach out to him directly. I'm sure he'll take more than enough time out of his day to uh to reach out to you guys but one thing that i want to connect this back to and obviously the platform that we are is the mental health side of things so you know for me and i think for a lot of people losing your gains is gonna get you frustrated like uh, you know you lose mental mass so fuck or or muscle mass sorry and you're like well fuck now like how am i gonna build that up gm dollar in the swear jar and it's like how am i gonna build (laughs) that up again um or anything And, and just not having that physical activity and what we've learned in the past few episodes, it, it just had so many different mental health like implications because I use working out as a coping mechanism and not just working out, but taking the drive to the gym and being in a different building and being around people and working out. It's like my safe, it's basically my safe place, my sanctuary, whereas we don't have that. So if you're working out at home, I find it doesn't have the same effect as it does to actually go into the gym. So how do in your perspective as a personal trainer and in your experience in life how does the lack of physical activity or limited physical activity play a role in the mental health side of things uh in your expertise i think that you just uh hit something on the 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 nail on the head right there is and it's this is why i like having conversation about this stuff because i missed something there that is very vital that you brought up 
it's not just about someone losing their gains, but it's something that they've worked hard for. And the fact that they're not able to maintain those those results, maintain those improvements that they've worked so hard for leads to stress. And that stress, you know, can lead to mental health issues or, you know, impact our not lead to mental health issues, but it can impact our mental health. It, well, it can lead to mental health issues. But what I'm trying to say is that yeah. stress always can lead to, to something. But it's it's a good point of like we're not able to the world's not the same and it's and it's a point of of acceptance and changing your expectations and changing your your goals on what you're able to accomplish with what you have um and it's just and is it, you know what it's easier said than done but giving yourself a break and i know a lot of people are, are dealing with you know some some self body confidence issues yeah. um or, or uh, uh, body self-conscious issues, uh, conscious issues, and the fact that you know there's their their routine that they had before of going to the gym and you know working out to look a certain way, and now they can't do that, and now they're feeling self-conscious, and you know there's so many different factors, but you know it's we have to understand that this is our unprecedented unprecedented times, and there there are no there are no standards anymore. We don't know what the standards are, yeah. like you know. I'm lucky because I have, uh, you know, some weights in my parents' garage. You're lucky because you have some weights in your parents' basement. You know, but yes, I have no idea what you have at home or, or <laughs> but like, I have a couple you know, pound weights actually. Yeah, that's it. But it's tough, and like, you know, someone that is a a power lifter. Like, if I was, you know, back in November, if we if we went into quarantine, that was my peak of like when I was lifting as heavy as I could. If I went into quarantine, that would absolutely mess with my mind because I'm like, now, okay. I, I'm not just going to go from powerlifting to bodyweight exercises. I was super lucky with my concussion yeah. because I went from, you know, dealing or, or doing powerlifting to having to change up my workout to more bodyweight, uh, you know, hit training and less weight. And it transitioned to me into something that I'm able to maintain during this this COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, but not everyone is. And and it's it's just it's tough, man. And and uh, with, you know, people working out and staying physically active in their mental health and and what their expectations are and you know how hard they are on themselves um because often you know people that are um you know training in the gym consistency consistently are some of the most self-critical people that there are yeah. so yeah. self-disciplined and when they lose that self-discipline there comes a lot of that negative self-talk that we're all oh so familiar with yeah uh, but you know maybe those people haven't dealt with that before and that's why i think that there's going to be a uh you know a mental health pandemic after this is just people don't we're know how to be seeing it yeah they're dealing with 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 their their yeah. stresses um, in their life that they they have no idea how to cope with because the way that they cope with before is not available anymore. Uh, but yeah, like that's a I guess a long winded answer to your question. No, and it's and you're absolutely right, and it's funny because when I think it was Sam that was saying it one day when I was at SWAT, he was saying like, you know, the first day you wait you start working out, like you'll always feel I don't I can't remember the exact words, but basically, however long you're working out for you're always going to feel like you're small. You're never going to feel, especially for somebody who's building muscle, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but like when I go on vacation for a week, I'm like, shit, you know, I'm going to lose like 10 pounds in this vacation. Like I, I'm just going to eat like crazy and not work out and, and drink or whatever the case is. Like y y it's like working out as many amazing benefits as it has. And as great as you feel, you know, there's going to be times where you don't work out for a duration and you're going to be like, shit, well, I just lost my I can't. I can't stop swearing, man. <laughs> I, there, I haven't swore once. Oh man. <laughs> um, and you're just gonna feel like I. I always feel small. I always feel like I need to rebuild back up. And going back to when COVID first happened, just me and you, we got to a point where I was back to my PRs. I was back yeah. to weights that I was doing before my accident. I'm like, I am back to what I used to be, and I'm starting to get better. And then it just got, all got halted. And now yeah. I'm going back to square one and trying to relearn and trying to redo everything. And it creates, at least for myself, so many different mental implications because I'm like, all the progress I made is kind of out the window right now. So, yeah. but it's interesting when you mentioned how like your muscles, yes, you lose the mass, but the big word that you use, because you use a lot my, of words. My, myonuclei. That's the one there. <laughs> <laughs> the muscle memory and all that. It's it's actually interesting from a science background of that. Um, and, and it's amazing because I didn't know that before, but yeah, like it, I, as like I said, as many amazing benefits as physical training has, there's a lot of like the mental implications and what you said, body, you know, you know, feeling self-conscious, you know, a lot of people who aren't working out guys, girls, anybody, 
and their bodies aren't looking the same, it's like, well, now you're self-conscious of your body. Yeah. Now you're afraid to go. You don't want to take a picture. You don't want to be out in public. So that's just building onto the mental health pandemic that's coming from this. And I think the social anxiety that's going to happen after all yeah. this is said and done, because now we're getting used to being by ourselves. And I have a feeling that when we're back in public, we're going to have the social anxiety. One of the fear of is COVID still out? Am I still going to get it? But two, I've been isolated for so long. What is it like to associate with <laughs> humans again? You know, like this is yeah. weird to me. But again, three is you, your bodies are going to look different after this. Like, but I think if you want to find a silver lining is everybody like is going through it. This is not just a small group of people. So, you know, just own it, kind of accept it and try to be better and try to be better than we were before and try to make the progress. And like you said, just go for the walk. If you were used to a sedentary lifestyle, go for the walk, get that heart rate up little minor steps to get you back into the right direction. You don't want to base it off of how you felt yesterday, you know, look at the long-term progress and try to be, you know, your own self and make your own success story and try to come out stronger than this than you were even from before. But honestly, amazing, amazing insight that you've had to all this. Vanessa, do you have any uh, questions for Jesse? No, honestly, I just, I find it funny. And I feel like you're thinking this too, Nick, but Jesse was like, I'm not going to get technical. I'm not going to like get yeah. all sciencey. And then he's <laughs> throwing out words like myonuclei. Yeah. And I'm like trying to like, maybe like grab it, like look, look them up like on the side. Like, yeah, yeah I totally know what you're I'm talking like, about. Oh, I'm like, Dr. Jesse. Okay. But honestly, and I know you're thinking this too, Nick, and probably everyone listening. How much do you love hearing Jesse so passionate about something? No, like I'm, yeah. I'm loving this. I love yeah. the whole thing. Cause like yeah, you could tell you can how with, passionate yeah. you are. Yeah. And it's, it's so nice to see it. I love just like you talking fast and saying a bunch of things and it was really informative <laughs> and it, yeah. it was, it was fun to watch that. I liked it. Just well, one and- Sorry, before, before you, if yeah. you want to make your point, you can go ahead. But no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think one thing that I'm kind of, and I keep replaying this in my mind, whether it's true or not, but you know, if we're limited to so much physical activity and then everything opens up again, the gyms are back, everything's back you know, even just golfing in general or getting movement again, what are some things we got to be mindful of as to, are we going to shock our bodies? Like, are we going to overdo it? Are we more prone to injury because we've been so limited and then we have everything and we're all excited. We want to do everything again. Like how, what is the nature of, as things start to get back to the norm that we know it and we get back to having those uh, outlets and having the gym, what should we focus on to do a proper and healthy transition back to that lifestyle so i'm gonna try to um put this in an analogy of you know if you you know know how to ride a bike you know or, or ride a skateboard or, or do whatever and then you haven't rode a bike in years now you're gonna pick it up and you're gonna pick it up like no problem um but you're not the the first thing you're not gonna do is you know you're not gonna go riding as fast as you can down a, down a steep hill biking as fast as you can because, you know, you might fall down and, and get yourself hurt. Like, you kind of got to take steps. And what I'm trying to say with this is that, like, you know, right now, if you haven't been doing any physical activity um, during this or the same physical activity that you've doing before, you know, like, what I'm talking about is, like, you know, squat mechanics, squat movement pattern, um, and your body's ability to, to kind of maintain a certain position, core tightness, and all that. You may have lost some core strength. You may have lost some of that core integrity that helps stabilize you in that squat. You may also have lost some mobility in that squat, so you might not be able to get in the same range as you can. So you have to work at those building blocks again to get back where you need to be. So it's, it's a matter of doing it, you know, controlled and not coming back into a full sprint of things um, and getting your body prepared. And like I said, not only are you going to see a lot of improvements just because of that, um, the muscle memory, but with our movement patterning, we're able to, our body's able to become so efficient at movement so quickly that we're going to see an increase in strength, but we just have to understand that that's going to take time. Um, and then we have to slowly get back to like a, 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 probably a better analogy is, is if I come uh, back from a, you know, a knee injury, I'm not just going to go straight in the squats. Like I've got to take yeah. some time yeah. because you have been off. Like even if I was doing single leg stuff on, on my, my, my good knee, it, it, because you haven't done stuff, your, your body's just not used to those movements yet. So we just got to get our bodies used to those movements of, of whatever it might be, <clears throat> even going back to running and getting our running mechanics down. Like you're not just going to go from not running to running a, a full marathon. Like you got to build up tolerance and you got to build up those mechanics again, that mind body connection to do it safely. So people that want to get back into it so fast and 
and you know get back to where they were before it's it's important to not self set yourself back with with some injuries that that could happen whether it's you know lower back injuries shoulder injuries you know because we're sitting at our our desks all the time and you know they're you know people's bodies are getting tight they're losing mobility they're losing not functionality but you know that that movement isn't there anymore yeah not just moving in in a squat pattern but just moving in general isn't there anymore and we've got to get our body kind of conditioned to get back to where we need to be yeah. no and uh, like uh, everything honestly it's 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 so true and it, i mean i come from like, i guess i i'm a coach and i was certified through hockey canada and i have kind of some knowledge, but definitely not the extent of knowledge that you have. So that's why we thought it would be amazing to interview you and not bring somebody else in because <clears throat> I know you from personal experience, how much knowledge you have, and you kind of hit the nail on the head this entire this entire interview. Um, and we want to just obviously, yes, you're a member of Project Rise, but we want to thank you for you know taking the time to to share your knowledge and share your wisdom on all this uh, and basically dedicate this episode uh, to you and the physical implications from a personal trainer's perspective. So, uh, we can almost wrap up the interview portion unless you have any, uh, other advice you want to give any last comments. No. And I mean, you know, that's just like, I just would like to come back to the whole point of, you know, how many trainers there are and how like easy it is to become a personal trainer and just understanding. And if you're going out there to get a personal trainer, which I think is a phenomenal idea, but make sure you're getting what you're paying for or the worth is there. Um, and, you know, I'm going to, you know, drop, drop SWAT out there because that's where I work. But the fact is at SWAT, we, every week we have train arounds um, where we have to, you know, learn from our, from our clinicians. We have to learn from research. Like we do our own research and we're constantly getting better and we're constantly improving as trainers and, you know, learning from each other. And we, you know, have, uh, you know, these little kind of like seminars and all that kind of stuff. And, and just improving our knowledge base and our, you know, just what we know. And, and unfortunately, if, you know, I could, Nick, you could go on to uh cam fit pro and get your, your personal training in, oh, yeah. in, uh, in, in, in a weekend. Yeah. And then realistically you and I are on the, on the same level, but no offense. Like, you know, I've got a, exactly, but it's, it's, you know, you could basically, and, and, you know, not to make this about money, but charge the same, but you're not getting the same value out yeah, of it. I know, I just know. just do your research in the value that that is out there because there are so, there's so many. And, and now don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's great that people are trying to help other people. And it's great that people are trying to stay physically active. But just do your research and, you know, keep yourself safe and, and, and try to find the best spot that you can. Yeah, absolutely. No, and you said it best. And. Again, like I said, we thank you for, for taking the time to talk to all of us uh, about this. And like we said, guys, if you ever want to reach out to Jesse directly, you could see uh, either message to Project Rise or uh, his uh, Instagram directly. So uh, thank you again, Jesse. Uh, very, very insightful. And hopefully, you know, we hopefully can. Hopefully, you have me back, back on soon. Yeah, well, hopefully we have we're going to try. We're going to try. Like <laughs> a, a reoccurring guest. So yeah. uh, that kind of wraps up the interview part of this, uh, of this episode. And it's a nice segue to what we're kind of branching off into next we got actually some really incredible stories that are going to come on of like success stories getting through injuries getting through uh diagnosed diseases of physical uh limitations and stuff so the next segment of where we're going with the podcast are going to be very very interesting and i think it's kind of taking a little bit of a different perspective that we've been focusing on and maybe getting away from covid for the next little bit obviously we'll keep you guys updated yeah. uh, as to what you know what's important out there but um, yeah, we're going to dive more into concussions and, and physical limitations and injuries. And I'm excited to get these next, probably, probably do the next couple months, if not. Uh, well, yes. So. Cause I mean, man, we've got a couple of, uh, solid interviews coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, one of the, the people that I'm super excited about, I'm just going to name drop them right now. Cause you know, I've been friends with them for yeah, a long time. Friends. Yeah. Jason Vetterl. Oh, I cannot wait for this one. And I'm not going to share any of his story because I don't want I want him to to be able to do it. But he has such an incredible story, and the guy's an incredible dude, and like has been through so much and has such a good work ethic. Uh, but he's got a great story, and that's something I'm super excited for. And he's got when he emailed us, he he was he was able to put things into words in such a way that was like really for someone like our, or for people like ourselves who talk about it all the time, even just reading what he said really like was like, wow, like I've never thought yeah. of it like that way. Yeah. Um, and we've used, you know, some of his information in, in kind of how we talk about things, but you know, the guy's awesome and, and, and kind of just give him a shout out here before we have him on, but I'm yeah. super excited to get him on. Absolutely. And I think yeah. this is a good opportunity as us, 
like you said, his story is amazing. But even for me to kind of go into more, because I've talked about my mental health side of things, but I've never really brought up the severity of some of the concussions and some of the injuries I've had. So again, yeah. we could touch upon that. Jess, we could touch upon some some more of your stories. Even Vanessa, like I don't know if you've ever suffered from anything, but it's an opportunity just to get us. <laughs> I'm saying not unless say like a physical like injuries okay, or concussions or anything. Not all right, all right. <laughs> you guys laugh at me, honestly, guys. Uh, shut up <laughs> no I haven't I haven't but like physical but yeah. it's interesting I'm, I'm so interested in that perspective yeah. and I, I realize how important it is so I'm, I'm so excited to like delve into that sort of chapter and, and talk yeah. about that stuff yeah and one bit of house, housekeeping that I kind of wanted to bring up before we wrap up this episode is the uh, the project rise together video that we have uh, been working on finally completed uh i know we're dropping this on monday but it's it we um posted it yesterday uh on our page and our youtube page uh but guys thank you thank you thank you to everybody who submitted and took the time to send us a picture or a video or anything creative all the doctors the nurses everybody who sent us something thank you for that even though the video is completed and posted let's keep this going let's keep hashtag project rise together going even though it's not in the video, guys, post it to a story, post it. Just take a moment out of your day to thank the essential workers, the frontline workers, the doctors, the nurses, anybody you would like, um, and keep hashtag Project Rise together going. Uh, and guys, repost, um, subscribe to us, everything, because we're going to have a contest. We're going to give away um, five prizes to um, our followers or anybody who reposts. We'll have more information uh, on that as the week goes on. Um, but yeah, like I said, thank you guys. Hope you enjoyed the video and hope you guys are staying safe. So that's kind of the last bit I wanted to say. Anything you guys want before we wrap up? I'm good. I'm good. That was perfect. That's it, guys. So that would wrap up episode 11. Uh, that's the of the four-part series of the mental, ugh, mental and physical implications of COVID-19. And we can't wait to get you guys more episodes uh, about different topics in the future. So hope you guys enjoy your long weekend. Happy Victoria Day. Uh, and we will see you guys next Monday. See you. See ya.